morning, everyone. I'm back again, Pratna, your host. And I'm Manita. Today is a very special episode because I think we ventured outside medicine for today. And today we have with us guests from technology field. And I think their insights would be very, very helpful. So welcome to this episode of the podcast Behind White Co. I would like to start with the introduction. So let's introduce our guest. Sure. Hi, Pratna. I'm originally from Kanjanpur, Nepal. And currently I'm studying economics and computer science at New York University Abu Dhabi. And I'm a part of MedLife. And we got to know each other through that. So yeah, I'm really excited for this talk. Thank you for having me. The next person I'd like to introduce is Anish Tai. So Anish Tai, could you introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Anish. I'm currently outside of Nepal in US. I did my undergraduate uh, in computer science, and I'm currently working full time as a software engineer here. Looking forward to a wonderful podcast. Thanks for having me. I think today we have a group of diverse people, a bunch of very motivated people, and I'm already excited. We also have some other guests. Uh, one, uh, we already had him in the podcast before as well. He's Mahindra. Many of you might know him. Mahindra, would you like to tell more about you? Hello, my name is Mahindra. So I'm a final year medical student from National Medical College. So I've already been here and it's a great, great feeling being here and sharing my stories. So I'm back again, guys. So I'm going to bore you with a few more things. So stay tuned and thank you for having me. Thank you, Mohinder. So we have Ruan as well. So uh, without saying anything more about him, I would like to request him to introduce himself. Hello, everyone. I'm Ruan Giri. I'm originally from Bajra, Nepal. And I'm a fourth year medical student from Institute of Medicine. And I have been connected with you all from the MedLife. Thank you for having me here. This has been sort of a meeting of MedLife in itself. Like we all are connected to MedLife. And I think first we need to hear something about MedLife as well, because we have been hearing this word in everyone's introduction. Anyone can go like um, tell us something about MedLife, how it started, the stories behind MedLife stories. So MedLife stories is now a peer learning platform as people know it. But in Delhi, uh, it had uh, conceptualized as a, you know, as a platform where medical students can th- share their stories and the stories they find in words about patients and, you know, all those stories, uh, because people need to understand that. So it was initially formed for, with that concept, but later on, it has expanded with different people coming from different backgrounds and different medical students putting their ideas in front. So um, I think uh, now MedLife Stories is like, an institution where we foster um, other student-led initiatives as well. And we promote uh, medical education. We, we try to make it more interactive, more engaging, where students connect to informal medical education and the crevices in the curriculum. We try to fill those. We try to engage in student communication. And we try to nourish all the student-led initiative. And we try to give whatever we have. And from the student level, I think MedLife Stories is that uh, tiny home where students can come out of their colleges to hang out and uh, to to just make the learning process more playful. So I think that's the definition of MedLife Stories. That was like wonderful to hear, Mohindra. And I think as a team, 
MedLife Stories also holds a personal value to each and every one of us as well. So we all have our different stories, like what MedLife has taught us over the lockdown. I think it has given us something to look forward to. And as for me, uh, MedLife started as a peer learning platform as well. And it was my first lecture that I gave to all medical students. And that was very nerve wracking. But I actually explored the idea about how I wanted to learn. So I just shared my personal story because I think each one of us here has their own personal stories about what struck them about MedLife. So I think we should hear that from each and every one of you as well. So anyone wants to share that, they can go forward and share. I think Manda has told everything about the story behind and the vision behind this concept. But let me just start like how I looked at MedLife at first. So I used to see this post from Mahinder on Facebook about like, like there's like lecture series or something like that. And then I thought it's like a platform where students just come and present the topics they're interested in. And I wasn't like completely sure about the idea behind it at first, but now uh, not anymore. I guess I have some idea about what we are doing and what we want. And yeah, and now I, when I realized like it's a, it's a platform where students are trying to give kind of quality education to peer learning. I was really excited for it. And I'm not medical background now, but I have some like experience of going through that burden of preparation of medical exams. So I think I truly understand the medical education in Nepal, which has been so theoretical and traditional way of teaching. So bringing something like that, where students like try to present their own experience of going through like learning and a topic which is so practical, I think such platform will be really, really beneficial for anyone who is starting this medicine journey. Thank you. Okay, I can add something. Okay, basic idea of MedLife stories, how the name came. Uh, we had different name before and we changed after a couple of weeks. We finally came to the MedLife stories. Basically, we are fed up with the education system of Nepal. Like we have to cramp everything, informations. And the only thing we remember were the stories of the peoples. Uh, not the numbers and data. So finally we thought, why not we could give the name of midlife stories where every students, teachers and different people can share their stories of their life, how they coped with their medical stories and other things. So we basically gave name to midlife stories. And after that, we thought to start from like uh, publishing flyers, uh, then after we thought to do a lecture sessions from the tutors, but slowly with the change, we have come to this phase where we have now form a peer learning. I think from this platform, each of the students, teachers and tutors, seniors can share their stories. And I'm very happy that we'll be adding more as we continue through this journey. These guys have already explained what MedLife Stories is all about, but I'd like to add uh, from my perspective. So I think I'm the most recent addition to the team, MedLife team. So I think like a few weeks back, someone messaged me saying, Wendra and Amon, they wanted to talk to me regarding a sort of a project. And so we had a chat and Mohendra filled me in about MedLife Stories. I basically described how they were trying to make learning especially the medical field, more accessible. Because right now, I mean, as the guys have already said, everything, nothing is like documented, not accessible easily online. So 
I liked quite something about that because, you know, even recently in the light of the pandemic, we have seen how far our education system is, right? The schools closed down, but we didn't have the actual infrastructure or the resources to go online, like try to learn something on our own. So that sort of is a great idea. And that's what uh, pulled me into Medlife Stories. And he also said, you know, you are from a tech background. We're having difficulties trying to manage some resources, trying to store these data, make organization better. We need a website, things like that. So me being from a tech background, you know, saw the opportunity, liked the idea, so joined in. And hopefully we'll have a great time working together. I feel so glad to have known all of you. Like, I feel that whenever I'm in this group, there is a vibe of positive attitude. And I feel like going back to childhood, you know, when we are children, we feel that we can change the world. We can be the heroes of the world, right? And I feel like we are trying to do something like this. We are having wild dreams. We are thinking of changing something with our little. It's so amazing having that zeal, that enthusiasm, because it's a voluntary work. And the constant motivation to work has to be your inner inspiration to work with this, right? So I'm very glad to have known all of you and to be in this team. Okay, guys. So I just wanted to ask you all, like you all are from medical background. So how does it feel to be a medical student? Like you guys are trying to bring something change in the way of learning medicine. So how does it feel to a medical student and what are the struggles that you guys went through? Can you just share about it so that Anish and I have some idea about medical education in Nepal? I think looking at medical education in Nepal, it could be personal and organizational as well. So personally, when we talk about it personally, I think it has not been a wonderful journey for me because the way I started medical school was to explore the dynamics and to actually go into the scientific knowledge that medicine holds. And I thought I'd be exploring the newer advances, the newer technologies, the molecular biology that's coming up. But that was almost non-existent when we started biochemistry as well. And only thing we were reading was what we read in name. Like if you had gone through like medical preparation, then I think it was not different what we started in grade, uh, grade 11 and 12 and first year as well. So there were no advances and everyone was just focused on passing exams. And that was what really, really bogged me down about medicine. And I had a very difficult time um, actually kind of compiling and understanding what is happening through medical school and then actually finding an escape as to see where I most feel alive and that is why I have been with Medlife Story since the inception as well because this is my safe place where I can actually learn medicine the way I thought I would learn when I was in first year so it's pretty hectic it's always exams and you don't even understand why you're studying these stuffs and when you don't have that then I think it becomes pretty difficult to study what you're actually studying because you don't know why you're studying it. It might not be relevant as well. So yeah, it has not been a wonderful journey. Yes, it is a lot of fun if we, you know, find your own way to navigate through the clinics, but the university teaching has not been good for me. This is my personal opinion. Others might have different. Like Pratna, personally for me, it has been very hectic, struggling phase. But slowly I have been coping and now I have started enjoying my medical studies. Uh, for the first two years, like it's like going to plus two colleges where you carry a 
bunch of books and you go to like you sit in a class of 75 students and come back to home it's like going to colleges for first two years then after you get chance to meet like patients and come to clinical posting then you get chance to interact with the people listen to their stories i have heard many stories from like very rural place of nepal where they lack even smallest thing and come to visit they don't have like knowledge when to go to take the medical facility and end up in like big problems which can be i think if they went in proper time can be cured with the minimum interventions so for me like two year were like struggling why i am here i did not know why i joined the college <laughs> i have no ideas what should i do but slowly it's been nice journey for me and as said by prathna i had big uh, hope like i could do, do this and that but when i came into universities there was nothing we have no good facilities internet access libraries etc then we get demotivated every day but we should keep hope and zeal to continue our studies and enjoy it i think slowly i am enjoying okay so i would say that i was really enthusiastic when i entered the medical school because i thought about human anatomy because i i loved uh, biology but when i came over here and when i started taking lectures i was really depressed that's my story my story started with mild form of not to say depression but kind of you know expectations hurt while i feeling so after that there is always uh, you try to recollect yourself you try to okay i have this passion how do i do this work properly so that i can treat people better so i used to go to clinics at 12 am or you know 1 am uh, we try to learn the language because the language is different here birgans so there's a lot of learning in this process i've started actually liking the subject because it has a lot of diversity you get to heal people uh, you get to communicate with people uh, in their deepest thoughts or deepest secrets you, you get to know all of them and they give everything to you while you are treating so i love this profession now but um, i hate the the process um, because it should be more interactive and uh, i want to link this to medlife because there's this boring portion of medicine where you are stacked you are piled up in one class and you are given didactic lectures that's the boring portion and you are not told why you are being taught this and there's this fun portion where i also got to participate uh, during my medical journey like conferences or maybe hackathons or some research projects or peer learning um, tutoring sessions uh, you know storytelling so poem recitation about medicine so these are the formal arenas uh, which i've loved throughout the journey so that's my experience regarding medical journey so manita can you say yours i think i resonate more with mohan and some what are uh, little contrary to what mohanra said like when joining medicine i had no idea as to what i'm jumping into i didn't know what we are supposed to read i didn't even know that we had different subjects uh, like anatomy physiology biochemistry i thought that when i'm going to uh, med school it will be directly into clinics we'll start learning how to examine the patient so i had no idea about uh, what to expect how things are going to work for me uh, to decide consciously that i wanted to do medicine was in my second year of medical school before that i was just following the routine 
I was just coming to the lectures, just doing the assignments. I was crying over failing in the test. It was sort of a roller coaster before finding out what actually I wanted to do. And now, as Mohinder said, I have finally found that drive to study, to be an efficient clinician later and a medical educator as well. So um, we are from the medical backgrounds, like four of us here. And uh, you guys being from the tech, have you find it any difficult to understand the ideas and um, you know to collaborate? Firstly, I'd like to know from Anil's side. Okay, uh, so I think there's like two different aspects to it. So first of all, the tech and medicine, well, in general, any other field, right? So I have, me and Amon, have kind of general idea about, uh, not medicine, I would say, but we know biology, right? We know something, we can relate to some of the things that we have studied in plus two. And then you guys know about technology as well. You have used, I don't know, Zoom, Slack, all these things. So there is this connection between tech and, uh, or should I say, tech guys and you guys, right? The med guys. So there's a connection between us at that high level. I guess the sort of the slight confusion might arise when we dig down uh, deeper into the nitty gritty of implementation, right? So for example, let me say something like storing some data, right? You guys want to store some data. Now me and Amon, we want to decide how to store that data. The general idea about storing some information is same, right? We want to store it as some name in some database, but the name and how the one information relates to other information that is defined by the business logic, I would say, right? In this case, it would be medicine. So you guys would be the ones to tell us, hey, you know, we are planning this. This is our vision. We need this idea. We need this feature. And that's how we sort of like put forth a plan, right? To kind of devise a plan to say, oh, okay, our system is currently storing these many uh, information and now the new information can relate to this in a certain way. So that's how I think sort of, it can be a bit difficult in that level, right? Very deep level in the implementation phase, but generally on the surface, I mean, I think we're pretty good. We understand each other. That's what I think. Yes, we were trying to comprehend like how medicine and technology goes together as well, because we might not understand the interaction that we can have. So I'd like to ask Mohindra, um, how do you think medical education can benefit from technology? Because I think Nepal is just starting to do that. So okay. I can say a few things, but I'm not the right guy who can answer the tech while I question. But I'll, I'll try to give my idea. So I think uh, everything is changing according to the pandemic. I think the pandemic was the, was the time when we had ample time to think over this medical education again and again. And we even attended so many lectures. We sneaked into different university classes and we took classes. So we found that freedom of learning. So I wanted to, I'm, I was really interested in some lectures. So I used to go there. I used to stay. If I was, I was bored, I used to just leave and uh, search something in YouTube about my uh, topic. So I think the whole concept of medlife is giving that liberty in education because if we have stored all the information somewhere in online space, so we have that freedom 
Uh, uh, so we want to retrieve the information. So we'll, we'll just go to the website or all those platforms. So uh, we can integrate, we can make a database from which we can learn. For example, uh, when he's finding some rare case in his university, so he can just share the picture with, uh, along with the case, of course, after taking the consent and all those things. So we all learn from that. So that is the basic concept that we're teaching each other through our experiences because we don't get all those cases or all those experiences all together, but we get in pieces, in small bits, but we can share that information for our learning purposes. So uh, that is one concept. Making a database is only possible through technology. And uh, a part of me is inspired from the startup and you know doing something for your country, like um, doing something for community. So that has inspired me to you know bring all these ideas in online space because more people get benefited when you start something in online or you know um, this space and um, you also learn the organizing part and like when you said about slack and you know these things are tools and we can manage a team that's important task in while running these organizations so i think integrating in um, integration not only in medical education but also in organizing the teams so that is my concept about uh, integrating this platform in technology, blending this in technology. So I think I want to ask Aman about what he thinks uh, about joining bits of technology and medicine together. Uh, so I'm not the full tech guy as Anis, but I'm in between like, I'm, I'm doing finance and economics and a little bit of computer science. So I have some idea about what Anis is talking about and what you guys are talking about. So I'm, I'm in the between and how tech and medicine are related. I think everything is going digital and technology is driving it. So it's time for us to do that. And sooner we do, I think the more uh, benefit we'll be able to get. And when I knew about MedLife, my first instinct was, okay, why don't we like end this monopoly of name and vibrant, which are just trying to, I mean, teach so like theoretical way of like tackling questions. And they are trying to teach at the slowest pace of students in a class. If we can like make it more personalized, the journey of starting medicine would be a good one and people will be motivated to do that. So I and Anis are from the same phase. Like we find it so boring and we used to like skip lectures and go play futsals. So if we can make it more personalized, more interactive, I think we will be having more doctors in Nepal. And also like being away from Kathmandu, I realized that anyone who wants to prepare for medicine, they have to come to Kathmandu and attend these institutions. So if we can just make it accessible to everyone, anyone from any part of Nepal can be able to like start looking at what medical education is like. And I think it's a great step towards making learning personalized and interactive. So uh, I think we have been hearing a lot of personal stories from Amandai on Nishta as well. I really love the idea about the necessity, how there has been a necessity to come to name and vibrant. And I think they force you for something that you might not be able to you know navigate through because you're kind of raw when you enter there but you're i think brainwashed in some sort of way and if if and only if when we were in grade 11 and 12 if someone had actually given a taste of how the actual medical school is like then maybe we would not have been in this state like monita said like so i think yes this is a really great idea that we can reach out to grade 11 and 12 students and 
help them learn in their own personal way. So since we are sharing personal stories as well, so I think we will want to hear personal stories from Amanda and Anishtar as well because I think we have said our personal stories, but we want to hear your side about medicine or even about like what you're doing now. So yeah, after plus two, I was also like a regular student in Nepal. Like I wanted to do medicine. I I joined name, went for a few lectures. Yeah, really didn't enjoy that. And then I just wanted to like get rid of IUM exam. So I I managed to pass. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't get the scholarship, but thank God, like I'm good. Like I'm here right now. And Anis and I were really confused what to do next. We don't have any other options. We didn't want to study engineering as well. So Anis like told me about the idea of applying to US colleges and Anis helped me throughout the process. So where I'm here, I think Anis has played, I think, important part in my journey. And I and Anis like started preparing for that part of like applying to US colleges. And Anis like went to US on the same year, but I had to like wait and apply next year. So I took two year gap and during that, I, I got to learn a lot. Like I get to know about myself. I get to know what I really want from my college education. And I applied and then now I'm studying at, at New York University. It's in Abu Dhabi. So when I say it, like I study in Abu Dhabi, like people are really confused because it's not a place where Nepalese go to study. It's where we come and work. So it's known for migrant worker population. So yeah, right now I'm doing finance and computer science, a little bit of computer science. And I also wanted to like do something in Nepal. I and I really like throwing ideas about what to do. I want to start like some startup, working on some projects. Let's see if we manage to make it successful. So uh, I am I'm not sure about what my goal after graduation is. Like I'm looking for jobs. So hopefully my long-term goal is to come to Nepal and do something. I think MetLife is starting point. I just want to relate like how my education in plus two and how my education here is so totally different. I, I think there should be a change. Honestly, would you like to add something about your own experiences and story? Yeah, so uh, as someone said, like we studied together plus two and after plus two, you know, the holy grail of Nepal medicine. So everybody has to at least give the entrance exam once. And so did we. I went to Vibrant, I think, for one or two days and I just didn't like it. It just felt like so, you know, everybody was so focused on every single problem. Like, okay, I need to get this right. There's a guy sitting right next to me, right? And he's like, oh, if I tell him the answer, he's gonna win me in the entrance exam. I sort of like the unhealthy competition. I don't know, <laughs> maybe it's just me, but just, I just felt that way. And then halfway through the preparation, right? There was a lot of uncertainty. This was the year of the earthquake. Our exams were pushed back a couple of months, I think. And then also there was, uh, what was it? The ongoing tensions between Dr. Casey and the private hospital group or something. And then the exams were, you know, that nothing was certain at that point. And I was talking to a lot of the, you know, current medical students and they were like, you know, it's not as good as they say it is. You have to study this, that, and the other. You have to memorize this, that. So I just, I don't know, didn't feel like that was the right fit for me. So, I mean, I was already invested in giving the intent, so I gave it. But at that point, it was just, you know, formality. 
And then after that, uh, my brother especially suggested that, you know, why don't you try giving the SATs, going to USC, what you can do there. And then I tried doing so with someone and gave the SATs, got accepted at the University of New Orleans. I did my four years here. It was so different, you know, the entire education system, everything was uh, just so kind of stress-free. If you have your freedom, when to choose the classes, you could choose 9 a.m., you could choose 12 a.m., if it's online, obviously, but you could choose 6.30 p.m., whatever, right? You have choices. Then also there's like lots of extracurriculars that you can do. You sort of get like the sense of freedom as well as a sense of huge responsibility at the same time, right? So that was kind of something that I think has made me, the whole experience has made me a better human being. And also, I mean, since I graduated, I got a full-time job as a software engineer. So I would say everything so far so good has worked out, you know, fine. So yeah, happy about the Choice. He's the only one doing the job, I think. He's the one making money. <laughs> yes, making <laughs> dollars. <laughs> also, uh, I'd like to go back to the point I made, right? So as an outsider, I feel like medical students have to study day and night, right? I don't know, everybody who I talk to say, oh, you got to study for 12 hours, 16 hours, right? All you got to do is study, study. There's no fun. All you do is study exams and then how much, I guess I would like to know from your perspective, how much true is that thing, right? So how is the extracurricular as a medical student and how much time do you guys invest studying? As like outsider view medical student as a hectic where students have to like read for like 16, 18 hours a day and pass exam but that basically depends upon the like your personality we have two sets of personality of medical students one who prepare from the beginning uh, read every day for exams and continue reading and prepare and give exams and they score good numbers and there are like other groups of medical students they do all the things like partying and going outside uh, doing extracurricular activities and do everything and when the, their exam dates are fixed and their routine is get published, they hide themselves for like one, two months and they study for a whole time. Okay, that they have nothing outside activities. They are only concentrated to studies. It's like last minute preparations where you mug up and take all the informations that's required to pass your exam. I'm in between that person. Sometimes I study uh, from earlier time. Sometimes I just prepare for the last moments. But uh, you have to study them because every day is like you get confused when you have like ideas and, and can connect like every case scenarios that your studies link up with another disease. Then it becomes easier for you and you love uh, reading medicine. Otherwise, it's like reading biology like everything you need to mock up like in class 12s there's nothing like no new concept you don't what is written that you should know like you need to know correct dose you cannot give your whether you like or dislike you have to give the correct dose to the uh, patient and that is in my experience we have to read lot than other that is basic point like i have seen like other guys chilling around but we have less time 
But as I said, that depends upon where, what kind of person you are. That depends upon basically yourself. With these systems, uh, we get fed up and like this pandemic hit us and we came to idea of like, why not we have to discuss about uh, like within the medical students and then the concept of med life emerged uh, and we decided like we have to start the peer learning uh, where we can have a fun and get informations and re relevant information. Like nowadays we are flooded with informations in Google and everybody can access to it to get the correct informations at correct time from the correct person and to like get motivated you get uh, like emotionally cracked, mentally inflexible. Like you don't want to change the systems from your, like you have to work hard to change your synapses, uh, like where, where you are coming from, uh, cramming up informations. Then uh, we started this midlife stories to get you know, stories from everyone and get relevant and accurate information so that it can help us to like, crack exam, get uh, good knowledge and how to heal the patient more in more empathetic. And that's all I think. And I think other can also share their, their stories. Uh, can I add something? Like Anish that I uh, shared, you know, personalized studying, like you get to choose your timing where you want to study or when you decide when you are more efficient or like when you go about in your day if you want to do something else and you have the liberty to do that i think right from the start when we prepared medicine a culture of toxic studying was i think instilled upon us by even those preparation institutes as well like they focused on the idea of waking up at around 3 a.m early in the morning or studying 16 hours and 18 hours i think that is what we heard from the stories that they shared. And for someone who's just coming from plus two and who aspires to prepare medicine, just like uh, medicine being the holy grail, like he shared, I think that feeling of having to study and having to work hard gets carried along even when we enter medical school as well. And I think it can be pretty toxic because I've experienced that myself. I don't think it's something of a sense of pride, but medicine should be more humane, I think. We should have more personalized studying routines, personalized plans. We need to explore a lot because we are turning into adults these five years of life. And I think these are the most crucial years of life after which you are ready to face the world. And if you spend all of those five years only studying books, then I don't think it's going to help you overall. And for two years, I've done a lot of toxic studying. And then uh, from third year, I decided that I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I wanted to enjoy life. And after that, I've actually kind of explored my study routine in a more personalized basis. And I think MedLife has helped me do that as well. So yes, it has been a huge, huge relief for me to come to MedLife to talk with these people and come out of regular studying. And I think the routine classes don't help much. You need to find your own way. And that is what I want to share to everyone who's listening to this podcast. Everyone who thinks that if they work hard, then they're going to go through med school. It's not that. I think you need to explore yourselves these five years and turn yourself into a complete human being rather than just someone who is loaded with all those medical books knowledge inside your brain and it's pretty important to explore other things enjoy life so that is what i want to say to all the listeners i hope this resonates with so many people out there and for someone who's doing that i advise not to do that because that's my personal experience 
So we talked a lot about different stuffs, medicine, um, information technology. Now we have also understood how these two are linked with each other. Since we all, all of us here are evolved around MedLife, can you talk a little bit more about it? Like what are the plans? What are the events that are going to take place around the year? What's happening right now in the MedLife? Can Mahinda summarize a little bit? And every one of us can share our own views and experiences. Yes, definitely. So MedLife has come to a state where different people are getting involved. Where We have recently oriented college representatives and they're really motivated and, and we, we as a team are really motivated by their motivation. So um, that's what I want to share. And another thing, so we are planning to enhance all the student-led initiative. So we want all the ideas to come from college representatives now because I was really inspired from this UK's student-led initiative Wala um, education system where medical students, they try to fill all the gaps they're facing like, you know, participation or equity or reach, like Anish said, or, you know, more efficient kind of education. So why can't we do that in our country where we need it? actually so that is another thing and um, we're planning to boost kind of tech platform we're trying to make technological infrastructures like website or a proper recording of all the all the slides or all the videos and um, doing things formally is the basic thing i have in mind or in a more organizational way is the first thing we should look for now because we have a larger team and it will be difficult to manage things and it gets larger so another thing we are trying to enhance is things like medical blogs because they are part of informed medical education. We're trying to, okay, so now we have a larger team. So we're thinking of various projects. So first project we're already in is medical ethics while a module. So we have collaborated with the law students and law faculties to prepare a module about various topics relating to ethics, communication and legalities uh, that all the medical students or uh, medical professionals can face in their life. So that is the part we're lacking. So we're trying to fill that first thing. And another thing is we're heading towards preparing a website. So I think uh, the tech guys can explain that in a better way. So uh, we're trying to make it in such a way that, uh, you know, it looks like we've, we've tried to informalize all the education. We've tried to make some notes, we have tried to make some animations or pictures for learning mnemonics. So things like that, I've envisioned the website to be like that. So that's a difficult thing. We have also tried to make it more formal or more organized because we have a larger team now. And uh, along the course, uh, Oman has a lot of ideas. He was, he was pitching a lot of them in Slack as well. So different programs we can do to boost, you know, mental health or, you know, participation among medical students. So that is another thing. And we also want all the ideas to come from students because um, they're the ones who are going to take lead of all those initiative. So basically the peer learning uh, platform is set exam Ramadi. So we have all the tutors, they've chosen their dates. So and that is the program we have continued since the beginning. That is how people know us, but there are so many other projects we are uh, going through. So we're also going to take some training from the institutions who are working on medical education. That's another thing I want to share. And uh, we've also recently participated in HLA conference, which was an amazing opportunity to know uh, initiatives from medical students all around the globe. So that is another thing we are, we are inspired from. And I would like 
Pratna to add a few more things about what we're trying to do for the so basically we are trying to increase student involvement in medical education which is almost non-existent here in Nepal and it becomes very important for students to be aware because I think they are the first quality checks of medical education and it comes with a long-term vision of improving healthcare system in Nepal because we always talk about violence against doctors or many cases not being treated in Nepal or many people having to go abroad to treat the cases but it starts right from the root root which is education i guess so we're trying to um, dig deeper into these layers of medical education and increasing student involvement so that's our long-term vision uh, we'll achieve that stepwise as mahindra has already shared so yes it's been a wonderful learning opportunity so far something to look forward to during this pandemic time and the idea that was so small but queue up with just you know uh, discussing after class online classes among friends has taken the shape of almost involving many medical students from different medical colleges and people coming to explore to tutor their friends which maybe as per the education system of nepal might have mentioned that it might not be credible for students to teach like professors are the ultimate teacher and you need to have a certain qualification in order to explore teaching but i think everyone can learn from everyone and that is what um, we are trying to incorporate and like we are coming up with future initiatives as well so yes it has been a wonderful journey with the whole team and as manita said it's been very positive vibrant and i've started feeling more lively so like talking from a tech perspective, Anis and I are currently working on the website. So we are getting some inputs from Mahindra regarding the design and what kind of layout they want or what kind of layout we all want. And our long-term goal is like, we are all working voluntarily. So anyone who is interested, like have some background about medicine and technology would be like great fit to our team as an intern. So they will help us understand their medical perspective and mind that with tech we would be able to like create an, an presentable website or like any other like resources which can be make, made accessible to everyone. So that's our goal for now. So we want to like put all these recorded lectures in our website so that everyone can have access to it. And we are also trying to do some events through website. So look out for our website. Like it's going to be live soon, whatever is that. <laughs> so yeah, and we are also looking, anyone who is interested to work on the tech teams, they can just reach out to MedLife and we will get connected and then work on ideas and combine this technology and medicine. Right, so uh, adding to what Aman just said, right? Uh, we are all working as volunteers. So anybody that is interested in joining the tech team, we are currently trying to build a platform such that everything is organized in that one place, right? You can have lectures in Facebook or this, that, and the other right now, but you know, that gets crowded pretty quickly. So we want to have a platform that you can access it at any time. So you can go back, you know, oh, it's under this heading, it's under this certain tab, this page, whatever. And also we would like to add a sort of like a, probably a blog where people can write informative articles. And also we're kind of discussing new features and we'd also like to welcome new ideas from any of the people. You know, you're all from a medical background. Some feature that can make lives easier for medical students, that's welcome. 
And um, yeah, that's probably it. Uh, um, so it was so nice hearing all the ideas we heard about midlife, its plans. We also talked about medicine and technology and how the collaboration is very important. Uh, and it's been uh, more than an hour early in the morning. My eyes are still burning. So I think we need to end this here. I hope you had a good time listening to all of And we are so grateful for all your support. Thank you so much. If you have any suggestions, please drop in the comment box or you can directly email us at our email podcast at the gmail.com. Have a great time. See you. Bye bye.